Hi everyone, my name is Mare Verk and welcome to Life on the Farm. everyone and welcome back to another week at life on the farm i know it's been a hot minute since i checked in with you all but i am so excited to be back and crazy as it seems wrapping up the first season of this podcast it's been almost a year since i started i got the idea like may june time frame i need to look up the exact date but it's been almost a year and i can't believe how fast time has flown by the fact that I actually went through with creating this podcast and now here I am sitting in my new home, which I'll get into and recording my last episode for this particular season. Definitely not the last episode for life in the farm in general, but again, kind of what I want to talk about in today's episode is catch y'all up on what's been going on. I know I left off kind of in the middle end part of my last rotation, so definitely want to jump back there, wrap that whole thing up, talk about what it's like to finish pharmacy school, what we did, what's going on. The big thing, of course, that is taking up a good amount of time in my life is studying for board exams. I'll talk a little bit about that, what that entails. Of course, preparing for residency. There is so much paperwork, but you know what? You just got to stay organized, stay on top of it, and it'll be okay. It just will be, I promise. And then, of course, just moving forward, what residency is going to look like. I start in exactly a week from the day that this episode goes up, so that is super exciting. I couldn't be more just jazzed about the whole situation. I don't know if anybody else even uses the term jazz, but that's exactly how I describe my feelings right now. So definitely want to touch on all of that and more as we wrap this season up. So without further ado, oh, really quickly, as I always do, how could I possibly forget? Talk about the title and it says, I'm a farm D because you guys, I graduated. I am officially Dr. Mare Carverk. I am a doctor of pharmacy and it feels so, so good to say that. I literally milked the whole doctor thing for as long as possible with like graduation photos, which of course I want to talk about as well. I completely forgot about that and just enjoying the moment because, and not even milking it, it's well-earned, it's well-deserved. And after you put in that amount of work and everything, it is what you are. You are a doctor of pharmacy and you should own it and really just enjoy and and bask in it because it doesn't happen every day that you graduate from pharmacy school and to get to do what you really, really want in life. And so I feel really fortunate that I've had the opportunity that, to do so. And I am so excited to be able to use my PharmD moving forward. So without further ado, let's get into it. So the first thing I want to touch upon is just wrapping up my whole Appy experience. This podcast came out of the desire to want to share with others kind of what I experienced on a day-to-day, what are some of the key tips and tricks that I've picked up, things that I didn't expect, things I wish other people would know before they go into certain scenarios. And I think what I talked about last had to do with communication. And so just to wrap up that whole rotation, which was my community pharmacy rotation. I was at a discharge pharmacy inside of a hospital. Uh, Things were about the same from the day to day. I went in, I took phone calls, I counseled patients, I helped fill prescriptions. I did a lot more compounding, so non-sterile compounding at the latter part of that rotation, which was really cool just because I had started out my pharmacy journey at an independent pharmacy that allowed me that opportunity as well as a technician. So it was really cool kind of now having this pharmacy student lens to look through all of this information with and get a really good understanding. 
And then to end off that rotation, I actually had a presentation on meds to beds. So it wasn't really a clinical presentation per se, but more so an informational one on what meds to beds is. And just to give you all an insight, if you've never heard of it, meds to beds is an initiative or a program that some institutions or hospitals implement that allows patients to receive their discharge medications at the bedside. And so this is something that is a really great benefit to patients. One of the ideas behind the benefit that it can provide is that it improves adherence. Patients, when they leave the hospital, no longer have to go to a pharmacy to pick up their first fill. And so it increases the likelihood that they'll take their medication since they'll already have it upon leaving the hospital. It also helps on the pharmacy end in the event that an order comes through for a medication that isn't in stock. It gives the pharmacy the opportunity to order that medication if there are any insurance issues to mitigate those before the patient leaves the hospital. Something that I think is really cool that we do at the institution I'm at is that for a lot of the drugs that are notoriously high copay drugs or may have issues with insurance, uh, let's say for anticoagulants like Rivaroxaban or Apixaban, so Xarelto or Eliquis. Something that we do at this institution is that before the patient can start these medications on the inpatient side, the residents or, or the attendings, the doctors have to send down a script to the discharge pharmacy to check the copay to see it'll be covered. And I think this is a really important practice that should be implemented everywhere because it offers the patient the greatest chance at success upon leaving the hospital. And so if that medication is not going to be covered, if they're going to leave the hospital and not pick that medication up, it puts the patient at risk. So being able to mitigate those issues before the patient leaves, I think is a huge, huge bonus to all of this. Not to mention, I've actually had the opportunity to spearhead a meds to bed service again at that same independent pharmacy I was at. So it was really cool to kind of go back, think about that whole experience, reflect on kind of what my takeaways were at that time. I was still an undergrad. I hadn't gone to pharmacy school yet. So looking at it now with this new lens of being in a community pharmacy, being at the end of my pharmacy school journey, not to mention something that also helped to shed a lot of light on kind of some important logistical aspects in regards to expenditure and just workflow and personnel was my experiences in pharmacy school as a intern at the specialty pharmacy. I got a lot of admin experience there. And so being able to apply that to the thought process as an implementation in the future, maybe of a meds to beds program at this institution, I thought was really cool. So a huge collaborative moment for me, all of my neurons were firing as I started pulling information from all the deep, dark depths of my brain. Um, but really it was a really great opportunity to, again, work on my presentation skills. Which, by the way, if anybody is looking for a great PowerPoint templates that they want to use, I use these throughout my residency interviews for my presentations, and I plan to continue to do so throughout residency itself. Slidesgo.com has some amazing free templates that I think are awesome. It really allows you to manipulate what they have pre-made for you into a way that works best for you. And so it was fun being able to do that as well. I'm, I don't know. I really like making PowerPoints. Don't get me wrong. I hate making like four or five of them in a short period of time, but to a certain degree, I think it's really fun being able to mix the creative side with being able to share some information and educate others. So that was great being able to do that quick presentation. It was about 15 minutes. 
And then just to wrap up that whole experience, I was with another pharmacy student on that rotation. And so it was bittersweet saying our goodbyes, but luckily he is also at a UC. So hopefully you'll see each other at different residency types of things. And then as far as thank you gifts go, because I'm a huge thank you gift person, I think it doesn't have to be this big grand gesture, but I think a handwritten card goes a long way. And so I brought it up to him about a week or so in advance about going in on this card together as well as maybe getting donuts for everyone so he and I just split that between ourselves which I think is a really great way of course to kind of have like the opportunity for both of you to show your gratitude um, if possible plus I don't know personally I was like it'd be kind of weird if I did it without like looping him in on it or if like he also did his own thing so however you want to make it work I think it's cool if you can coordinate with the student that you're with as well so he and I brought donuts for everyone as well as a card and it was a really great last day and I had my eval on my last day as well which went really well in my opinion and it was kind of cool just to see again how far I'd come. I walked out of the hospital and I got a little teary-eyed just because I'm low-key dramatic not gonna lie but at the same time like it felt really really good to come out of this and to have seen just what I was looking for forward to I guess in the same sense let me back up I guess to come out of this and see just where I'm at I feel really good footing wise baseline knowledge and just to think about how much more I'll grow over the course of a residency I think is something that also validates for me that this is definitely the right next step for myself just to kind of touch on it a little bit I think residency is such a personal choice and for me I knew that I want to do it and I know that I want to do it because I really want that opportunity to elevate myself quickly and in an environment that'll push me to do so. And I think this is the type of program and the type of environment that I need to be in in order to do so. So I don't know. It was a lot of feelings and it felt really good though at the same time to have made it this far. So that kind of wraps up the end of my community experience. And so moving on from that, just to give you an idea of what the timeline looks like. So I finished my last community rotation on May 7th, which was a Friday. And our graduation wasn't until two weeks later on May 21st. And so you're probably wondering what happens in that time period. And so it was a really weird time. I think just to kind of go back and think about how I felt, I was definitely overwhelmed coming out of my last rotation. Something that I had definitely let fall to the wayside was a lot of the things I needed to figure out in regard to licensure and in regard to my test. Nobody really talks about what the steps to those are beforehand. And I had been pretty busy with my rotation and I hadn't had the opportunity to really sit down and read through the material that our school had provided us. So for me, just coming out of my last rotation, I wanted to take that time and I definitely felt like there was a lot that I needed to get done, but again, something that I've proven to myself time and time again is that I just need to write down what all needs to get done and start tackling it because things always seem more difficult when they're abstract and they seem to be these monstrous tasks that you have to take on. And for me personally, again, even at this point, even though I know that's the way my brain sees things, it still takes me a moment to recognize and implement kind of those positive strategies for myself. So after my rotation, I actually had created kind of a study plan for the NAPLEX and the CPJE without really knowing when I was going to take them. So to give you an idea really of what this looks like is that our school applies for our licensure to the state board of pharmacy as a group for us. So in the month of April, we were tasked with getting all of our information for our packet together. And so there are so many different things that go into applying for the 
licensure at the state board. And so some of the things we had to get done were fill out the paperwork. There's like two pieces of paperwork. Then there is getting your fingerprints done. There's getting your passport photo done. Um, there's all of these different things that you have to take care of, get them all together, send them in a manila folder to the school of pharmacy. That way, the day that your degree is conferred, they can go ahead and send it to the board. And that's how you go ahead and get your authorization to test for the NAPLEX and the CPJE. So by May 1st, everyone in our class had sent all of our information to UCSF. But like I mentioned, our graduation date wasn't until May 21st. And so our degree wasn't conferred until the following Monday because it was the next business day. So just something to keep in mind is that the period between the end of my appy and graduation, I was studying for the NAPLEX and the CPJE kind of sort of without really knowing when I was taking the exam. And that's still kind of the case. I still didn't don't really know. Um, and so that was a really weird time. Those two weeks, I'm not going to lie, just because I was kind of tired from my rotation, like a little bit overwhelmed from like all the things that I had to take care of and do. But and just because studying for the NAPLEX is such a daunting task and I had been doing a chapter here and there every couple of days. So I had given myself a head start, which I 100% recommend. If you are currently on your appies, if you go on to RX Prep, which I believe at least at UCSF, we get access to pretty early on in our appy year and go through and download the sample schedule, I highly recommend at any point, start whenever, just give yourself that opportunity. I'd say around December, if you can, give yourself a shot to do at least all of the green chapters. And by that, I mean on RX Prep in the sample schedule, they have it broken down by chapter, by time length that they think it'll take you to cover it. And I find it to be incredibly accurate. And it's a great way to get started because for me, what I've realized is that with this information, repetition is my best friend. So last December, I started going through the ID chapters because they're very dense and because I knew it was going to take me looking at them over and over and over again to really solidify that information. And now, now that I'm looking back at it, I feel a lot more confident. And that was something that I did throughout my last couple of rotations was that I started to do the really short chapters during my lunch. Like that was what I was trying to do. Too bad I didn't realize the sample schedule existed until after the rotation, but this would have been a much easier way for me to figure out what are the short chapters I can be doing leading up to kind of this time frame now of where I'm really getting into the hardcore studying for these exams. And to give some background then, so I'm in these two weeks between my last appy day and my graduation. And so in my head, the way that I'm planning things out is I want to take the NAPLEX, which is the clinical board exam first, and give myself about four to four days to about a week later to take the CPJE. In my mind, that's ideal from a lot of other students who are a year older than me, residents, pharmacists, that's been their advice because the clinical board exam, all of the information that is available in RX prep, which is the prep material that our school provided us, I think a lot of pharmacy schools use that. I love RX prep, by the way. I am RX prep number one fan. I stand them with my whole entire heart. I wish I had them throughout pharmacy school. These books are incredible. So using RX prep to study for the NAPLEX, if you're able to do that and give yourself about a week to study for the CPJE, the law exam in California, that is a pretty good time frame. And so for me, I was thinking mid-May that I would take it early June, the NAPLEX that is, and take the CPJE at the end of June. Other things to consider, NAPLEX is off offered a lot more often than the CPJE. The CPJE is quite literally offered twice a month. You have two opportunities a month to sign up for this. So 
it's super crazy the way that this whole thing plays out. And so mind you, another thing is that you can't sign up or see availability for test dates for either one of the exams until you have your approval from the board of pharmacy. So keeping all of this in mind, of course, um, there are other states and other schools who graduate earlier. Other states take the MPJE. And so that's not the CPJE. It's still the law exam. Um, but they don't have to take the CPJE and we don't have to take the MPJE. They sub for one another. And so in these two weeks, I think I was trying to figure out kind of what my best strategy was. And at the same time, our school offers us a clinical law clinical review in addition to a law review, which I found to be really helpful. They were very long. It was two eight-hour days, and it was hosted by, I believe it was RX Prep or some affiliate program, and they went through a lot of the chapters, and I thought that was super helpful just to give you an understanding of what it is that they're going to be asking you about on the NAPLEX. And then on the third day, we had a law review, which was helpful. It's just for me personally, I haven't had a chance to look at the law material yet because I didn't know when I was taking the CPJE and I figured I'd have time to go through it later. So that's definitely something I'll be revisiting in the future. But that's kind of what I was doing in those two weeks leading up to graduation. And definitely by the end of it, the day of graduation, I felt a lot more comfortable with what I needed to get done um, because not only was I focusing on studying and figuring out next steps and all of that, but of course, there is a lot of residency paperwork to take care of. So you're filling out uh, HR packets, you're sending in your titers, you're sending in all of your health information, you're signing this, you're signing that, and you have to fill in this Excel sheet, you have to fill in this bio sheet. And honestly, it's really fun. For me, I love it. I get a serotonin boost every time I see an email from my residency because I am so, so excited for what's next. But at the same time, it is very overwhelming and it's very easy to feel like you're falling behind. And so my biggest recommendation is that as soon as I see something that comes into my email, I write it down. I write it down on the day that it's due and the day that I plan on doing it. So it's in two places. That way, if I somehow make it past my fail safe one, I, at least I know when it's due next. And so that was kind of the key for me. I also try to take care of as much as possible when I saw it. So I try not to leave too, too much to the end. Another pro tip is to keep all of your health information from when you apply for your intern license, P1 year, or even for pharmacy school, we had to submit titers and the whole nine yards and having that information for my residency packet was so, so helpful. It saved me so much headache and not having to go back to like my primary care doctor and get getting them to sign off on things and whatnot. So all things to consider. But yeah, it was just a lot of paperwork and a lot of sleeping and I watched all of the Mindy projects. So like it wasn't as stressful as like it could have been, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was good. It was good to come down for my last rotation, kind of figure out what I was doing with my life, get everything in order because that's important and kind of come up with a game plan for myself, which then leads to graduation. And so graduation is what comes up next. It was on May 21st at 5 p.m. It premiered on YouTube, y'all. It was a magical moment. Um, in all honesty, definitely bummed that we couldn't do it in person, but I completely understand. And as far as it goes with like my friends and I, we got to celebrate with our respective families. And I guess what made it a lot better or it kind of helped the situation was that we planned our get together trip for that weekend. So it wasn't like we weren't going to see each other at all, which what a great, great positive to getting vaccinated is the fact you can hang out with other vaccinated folks. So love that. Love science. Thank you so much to science for the vaccine so that we can hang out together and have our last little get together as pharmacy students, or I guess our first get together as doctors, if you think about it. And so on that day, 
I think I spent the morning studying. Yeah, no, that sounds right. That sounds like a me thing to do. And then it was just me and my immediate family. And we got Cheesecake Factory, picked it up, which is my favorite restaurant of all time, like unironically so. I genuinely love that place. I sometimes kid about having my wedding reception there. And like part of me is kidding, part of me is not. But at the same time, I'm obsessed with it. So absolutely love their avocado egg rolls. The Louisiana chicken pasta is to die for. And you any cheesecake, you can't go wrong. Like you just can't. So we got that to eat, which was awesome. And then we watched commencement. And so I actually had the opportunity to be one of the speakers, which I was so honored to have had the opportunity. I pre-recorded it. So it was super interesting watching myself back. I cringed the whole time. I'm one of those people where it's just like, I watch myself and I'm like, oh my God, it's so bad. And I know it's not as bad as I think, but at the same time, I just can't help it. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but my parents were really proud. So I'm glad that happened. And all my friends took pictures of themselves kneeling by their TV screens with me. So that was really cute. Loved them so much. Um, And then I was honored to have been nominated for the Bowl of Hygieia, which was just cool to hear what the Dean had to say. And Overall, it was a really great experience. I got to see my PowerPoint slides. So that's kind of the way that it worked is that we each were sent a PowerPoint template that we were supposed to put a picture of ourselves, our family, our friends, whatever, or whoever it may be, and then write a little blurb if we wanted to. And then uh, it would be read, our names would be read as the PowerPoint slide went across the screen. So really cool, uh, an awesome experience. And it was actually that night that I left for our trip. So we actually all went to San Diego. Uh, one of our friends lives there. And so I actually uh, flew in the night before. And then that weekend we just spent hanging out. And honestly, it was the most amazing time. I'm one of those people who plans way, way ahead. I plan what we're doing, outfits, everything like that, just so we always have like an idea of what we could do. But I have to say it definitely turned out to be pretty spontaneous for the most part, which is exactly what a trip with friends should be. So I honestly have the best memories of that whole weekend. And I'm so glad that we could all make it happen. And I'm so thankful for the people that I met in pharmacy school. As you can imagine, like you have those moments where you start talking about like how you all be even became friends and just like everything that you've gone through. And I really don't think I would have made it through pharmacy school with like as positive experiences as I did and with as much support as I did had it not been for them. And so just being able to spend that time together and just hang out and eat good food and just be in the most beautiful weather, by the way, because now that I'm back in Sacramento, it is hot as heck up here. And San Diego, it's just, it's a vibe all the time. And I got to see one of my friends from undergrad and she is absolutely phenomenal. And I I'm so lucky just to have the people that I have in my life. And I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to really soak that in when I did. So 12 out of 10 would recommend going on a trip with your friends after pharmacy school because they're dope, you're dope, and you deserve to celebrate everything you've accomplished. So I have tips on my Instagram if you're ever interested in kind of how I planned it or how we all planned it really. And just coming together and kind of some things that can save you some time and money. So if you want to check out my personal Instagram, which I guess I've never talked on here about, I have my at life on the farm podcast instagram but also my personal instagram at mayor.burke so if you're interested you can definitely check that out but an amazing experience and i would highly recommend graduating from pharmacy school it feels good it feels good to be a doctor so now moving on coming back from that trip we really hit the ground running this is where it's go time it's game time and so this is where i really had to start getting serious about studying and so 
when I came back from this trip, I gave myself like a day off. I think it's important to really listen to yourself and kind of how you're feeling. I was definitely tired from just the excitement of the couple of days beforehand. So rested for a day and then I woke up the very next day and made a plan for myself. I knew that I had kind of just been doing what I thought needed to get done. I didn't really have anything written down. And again, I know this about myself. I need to have things written down. I need to see things work out for me. I need to have a plan. And so I needed to do this. I don't know why I hadn't done it at this point. And so I went ahead, I used the sample schedule. I laid everything out. I saw what I'd already done. I put everything that I needed to get done into a schedule for myself. And then what I really like to do was download a template for the month, days of the month for PowerPoint not PowerPoint for Excel, and then input each of the chapters onto that day. So I could kind of make it like a planner, but I didn't want to write them all in my planner. And so this was really great for me because it allowed me to, again, see what needs to get done where it's a really easy way to kind of move things around because to be totally honest, I don't finish everything I want to do on some days or some days I get through way more than I thought I could. Those are very rare days, by the way, but it makes it really easy to move things around. And again, I'm a really visual person when it comes to planning things out. I think one of the questions that I got a lot during residency interviews is how do you handle a lot of deadlines or being tasked with a lot of, I guess, things that you need to do. I guess there's a better way of putting that. Being tasked with a lot of responsibilities. That's what I was looking for. And so for me, something that I always do is I need to lay out and see on paper that I have a plan. And that for me mitigates a lot of that stress and eliminates a lot of that worrying that I'm doing kind of in my subconscious because I know that I don't have a plan if I haven't written it down. So I made sure to get that done. And so now I feel way, way more confident about it. I can see for myself that I have given myself plenty of time to get things done. And just something I wanna highlight is that at this point, even though I had made my game plan and things like that, I still don't know when I'm taking my exams. And better yet, I don't know where I'm taking it. Something else to consider is that sometimes there are testing centers nearby that get completely booked up before you. And so we still haven't gotten our ATT our authorization to test at this point. So I'm making a plan kind of with an arbitrary date in mind, something that I'm shooting for that I'm hoping that by the time we get that uh, authorization to test, I'll be able to sign up for an exam around that time frame. So for me, just to talk about a little bit what I'm doing to study again, does this work? I have no idea. I guess we'll find out when I take the exam. But for me, what I'm doing is I go through each chapter in Rx prep, a lot of the information or not even a lot, but a and the important information, I should say, is underlined. And so I've been really focusing on that while reading through all of the other information, of course, that they include. And I've created a Google Doc that includes all of the important information that I want to be able to recall. For me, again, repetition is key. And so something that I do is I'm able to control F in this Google Doc and find information. If there's something I read in one chapter that I'm like, this sounds familiar to something else, I can look up that keyword really easily. And so I've really enjoyed doing that. And then every day I review about 20 to 25 pages of that review that I've been creating. I'm about three quarters of the way done studying and I'm about 60 to 65 pages of review, which sounds like a lot, I know, but when you consider that RX prep is like 80-ish chapters or something along those lines, to condense it down to about 65 pages, I review about 20 a day and they're not lengthy like phrases or sentences or anything. They're just quick bullet points, quick um, little blurbs about things that I want to make sure I remember for certain disease states and at least have centralized 
area where I can see all of the treatment algorithms, I think is really beneficial for me. But again, to each their own, if that doesn't work for you, totally figure out what does, listen to other people, kind of find out what other people do. And so that's what I've been doing for the NAPLEX. And so uh, that's my plan up until about a week before the CPJE, then I'll focus really on the law part. So making sure that I get that down. It's not really something we cover in pharmacy school too often, like I said. And so I want to give myself about a week to be able to go through that material. And then I'm hoping after that, that we will be good to go. You know, that's the dream is to be able to finish both of these exams, pass them hopefully. Of course, if that's not the case, then wait. I believe it's 45 days in both instances to then retake the exam. So no big whatsoever. Whatever happens, happens. You just got to be prepared as much as possible and give it your best shot. So something I've always heard and been told is that you know way more than you give yourself credit for. And so it's just important to keep a positive mindset throughout because it can be very easy to fall into this mindset of it's a lot of information. I can't do this because I've definitely had those same thoughts myself, but, but I'm fortunate to have people in my life to remind me that I got here because I know what I'm doing, because I want to do this and because I know this stuff. You really do. And I think as I've been reading it and as I've been going back through some of the things that I went over a long, long time ago, I'm realizing I know way, way more than I'm giving myself credit for. So don't be your worst enemy because I can tell you it does not do you any good. And so from there, basically what happens is that I've been saying this whole time that I don't have a code because throughout all of these experiences, I have not had a code, but about a week or two ago, I guess when this goes up, we got an email from the board of pharmacy that we were approved for the NAPLEX and the CPJE. And so we are able to then sign up and find dates. And so for the CPJE, it was pretty straightforward as far as the email came in and we were able to sign up through the link. But the NAPLEX on the other hand was a whole nother story. We got the email, we thought we'd be able to sign up within 24 hours and then nothing happened for like two whole business days and then it was a weekend and then a Monday came along and then it was Tuesday and nothing had still happened and then half of our class had gotten their authorization to test and the other half hadn't. So if your last name ended with like a D anywhere above that, everyone had gotten a code and everyone down the alphabet had not. And so it was this whole crazy thing, but uh, I have now signed up for my exam. So I'm very much looking forward to being able to knock those out. And the NAPLEX before the CPJE was my goal, but now it looks like I'll be taking the CPJE before my NAPLEX. And honestly, I'm not mad about it. Everything happens for a reason. And so Something to consider though, is that for the CPJE, I do have to drive two hours away to take it, which, okay, you know what? It's cool. We will do that. It's totally fine. Um, Just definitely wasn't expecting it. It's super crazy like that. Um, And then fortunately for the NAPLEX, again, just because it's offered more frequently, I was able to find a testing center closer by to where I live. So I'll be able to take care of that. And then that basically describes what I've been up to so far. Every day is like the same. I feel like it's Groundhog Day. I like wake up, I study for the NAPLEX, I go to bed. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to find like little things to do here and there that'll make it more fun. So I like try to go to Trader Joe's with my friends or study with my friends, um, kind of just do different things here or there, uh, take any opportunity I can to kind of break things up so it's not too monotonous, uh, not to be too, not be too hard on myself and whatnot. So 
yeah, it's been in general pretty good. On top of creating a Google Doc, just to shed some more light on what I've been doing, I also every day review the equation sheet that is in Rx Prep that we're expected to know. So just front and back, I run through it. And then I've also been doing brand and generic about 100 to 200 flashcards each day, just so that's kind of going on in the back of my mind as well, because it is an emphasis in the Rx, not Rx Prep, in the NAPLEX. And then the CPJE is takes that to a whole another level and wants you to know like top 400, 500 drugs. So knowing all those crazy combos and whatnot is going to be really important. So I just want to make sure that I stay on top of that as well. And while that was all pharmacy school related and licensure related, now I want to talk a little bit about getting ready for residency. So like I mentioned, a lot of paperwork has been flowing in all of these different things to fill out. And it's super important to stay on top of all of that, of course, just because you don't want to miss a deadline. You want to make sure that everything's getting turned in. And so I've already had my health screen and I've been able to take care of like my resident bio. So that'll go up on the website, I believe, which is super cool. We've already started creating like group chats and whatnot. Not. So we have one that has like the PGY1 residents. We have a group me that includes all of the residents. So my residency has PGY1s, PGY2s of all different like factions and whatnot. So like the PGY1s, we have acute care, am care, am care with a focus in HIV. We have an acute care with a focus in peds. We have the leadership pathway. We have all of these different things, not to mention all of the different types of PGY2. So being all in a chat together, it's kind of really cool just to get to know one another here and there. And so we're trying hopefully to get together before residency starts. So fingers crossed that we can all make that happen. And then outside of that, also figuring out where to live. So I'm from Northern California, but I just bought a home that's close to the institution that I'll be at. So I'm really excited about that. I am in the process of moving. So hopefully all of that will go smoothly, fingers crossed, but I'm super excited. It's absolutely beautiful. And I feel so lucky that I'll be able to be closer to everyone and uh, just start this next chapter because I am, it's crazy. I turned 25 and now I just feel like things are moving and shaking and we're doing the things and I feel like a true adult now, although I still don't feel like I look 25, but that's for a different day. Um, but it's been really incredible being able to continue to move forward. And I just feel like a lot more about life is starting to make sense and fall into place. And I just feel at peace, if you will, spends the whole podcast talking about how she feels overwhelmed and like things are happening and like it's a crazy time and hasn't like created a podcast in a hot minute because of it, but at the same time feels at peace. But y'all get it. You know what I mean? I think in life in general, it ebbs and flows. And so I think as turbulent as like maybe a couple of weeks were, I definitely value that because it also makes me really appreciate the times when it isn't. And so I think that despite everything going on, I feel really fortunate that I even had the opportunity to have so much go on. And so again, that's kind of just like one of those things too. I think sometimes I get asked like, oh, how do you like maintain work-life balance or how do you stay like resilient or like maintain positivity? And for me, it's like being able to constantly just check in with myself and being self-aware. I think acknowledging when things aren't going always the greatest, but also at the same time, acknowledging when things are going really well but like being able to make that contrast so that you're able to identify it's that difference there that you're just continuing to grow and improve. And like, sometimes things have to be bad before they become good and that's okay. That's totally okay. I feel like if anything, that just means you put yourself out there, tried something different. And I think if everyone was comfortable with what they were doing, you'd never really grow because you never have to do anything that makes you go outside of your comfort zone or really have to do anything in a way that you've never done before. And so 
you don't know how you're going to react to something or how you're going to handle something until you've done it. And it's what you take away from that that you can then go ahead and apply to certain similar scenarios or even gives you the ability to mentally tackle certain things that you may not be familiar with even in the future. So all things to take in consideration. So I don't know. It's a really exciting time and I'm very much looking forward to the next couple of days and uh, the next couple of weeks. So I'll definitely keep you all in the loop. And that kind of leads me into what's next. What's next for this podcast? What's next for me? So besides residency, which is starts in a week, which is super crazy, very much looking forward to working on getting prepared for that, which I'll talk all about later. This wraps up the end of season one of the Life on the Farm podcast, but this podcast is definitely not over. I definitely plan on doing a season two and I don't see why not, but a season three for a second year. And so Moving forward, I definitely want to try to stay consistent with about 10 to 15 minute episodes every week just to check in with you all, touch base, and share what it's like to be a PGY1 resident. I've heard it's an absolutely crazy year and I couldn't be more excited. This sounds right up my alley and I definitely think it'll be great to share those experiences with others who are perhaps interested in doing a residency as well, who may not know what being a resident entails or kind of what the differences are or some of the struggles or some of the triumphs that we may face in this type of scenario. So definitely want to go ahead and keep doing that. Again, also get licensed, big goals, big dreams. So take those two exams, the NAPLEX and the CPJE. So uh, fingers crossed, definitely studying hard, but again, remembering just to do some self-care as well. I got to find a new TV show. I finished Are You The One, which I love Are You The One. It's like a reality TV show, like with people dating on MTV, but it's so different from all of the others because everyone has a perfect match in the house and they have to find out who they are. 100% would recommend. It's so, so good. But I just finished all of the seasons that are available on all the streaming services. So I'm going to have to find something new to watch, uh, hopefully after my exams. I should probably do that after the exams. And then something that I am super, super excited about and am so excited to announce on this podcast for the very first time, because I haven't told very many people, is that I will be creating a YouTube channel. I realize that there is so much about pharmacy that I want to share that I feel like there needs to be a visual component to it. And so I want to go ahead and create that. And I figured, why not? Why not now? I'm in the spirit. I'm in the season of change anyway. And so I will be creating YouTube videos once a week is my idea for right now. So if you look up Maravirk on YouTube, hopefully by the time this episode's up, there's at least like one or two episodes. We'll see. I have like a study with me for the NAPLEX or the CPJE. If you ever want to just like turn on YouTube and study with me, I think that would be super cool. So something I'm super excited about, I want to be able to share my experiences with pre-pharmacy students, pharmacy students, and of course, shed light on what it's like to be a pharmacy resident and just kind of capture some of these memories and hopefully be able to put it all together because I think my big goal in life is just to show what it means to be a pharmacist because it's so crazy to me now and I totally get it. It's just how unknown it is to the general population or even others in healthcare, what it means to be a pharmacist or what it means to have your PharmD or really what our scope of practice is. And at the same time as those in this profession, whether it be pre-pharmacy, a pharmacy student, a resident, a pharmacist, whatever it may be, to show that you can still have a life and do all the things that you want to do and be multidimensional and have all of these different aspects to yourself that aren't necessarily pharmacy related. I mean, says me who has like a pharmacy podcast and wants to create a pharmacy YouTube for it, but there are so many other parts of my life that I love to share. And that's why like with my Instagram, want to go ahead and share all of those types of things with like my friends and working out and like, and share 
share new things like what I like to eat or like what I'm seeing and discovering a new city, Sacramento. I've never actually fully lived here before. And so being able to do all of that and share that with you all and kind of show that pharmacists are just as much a part of the team. And so being able to share my life as a pharmacist and beyond, I think is something that is just really appealing to me. And I hope that it can kind of show someone else out there, even if one person just sees that you can truly have it all and really find something that you're passionate about and really live your best life. I think I will have done my non-paid for a job the right way. So that's kind of where things are going and I couldn't be more excited. And that will go ahead and wrap up not only this week's, but this season of the Life on the Farm podcast. I want to say thank you so much to all of you who listen to this episode or any of the other episodes. It truly does mean the world to me. It's been such an incredible journey sharing not only my last year of pharmacy school, but being able to connect with you all through the Instagram, whether it be through uh, meeting you and talking through you in DMs or just being able to follow each other on our journeys has been absolutely amazing. And I can't wait to continue to do so. I am so ready for this next step and to be able to start season two and share what it's like to be a resident and hopefully share more of my life on YouTube and on Instagram, of course. So if you look up at Life on the Farm podcast on Instagram or my personal at mayor.verk, which is also what my YouTube will be under, just my name, Mayor Verk. And I can't wait to connect with more of you and hopefully meet more people because I think this is such a fantastic profession to be in. I think there are so many amazing and incredible people and I just want to be able to connect with as many as possible and share my experiences with you all. So uh, the next episode is coming up soon. It'll probably be the week after I start residency. So be on the lookout for that. But until I talk to y'all again, I hope you and your loved ones are staying safe and healthy. You're wearing that sunscreen, that SPF is important, y'all. It is no joke out here. It is hot. And I will talk to y'all soon. Bye.